0: Welcome to the Aegis Comics of Alaska podcast, where we tell Alaskans what to put in their box at Alaska's comic book shop.
1: I always wished I could do something better than comics, but there didn't seem to be anything.
0: This is the Aegis Comics of Alaska podcast, and now your hosts, Lou and Amy Joe. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome, welcome, Hi. welcome. Hi! <laughs> Welcome to the Heroes Without Capes podcast, our exclusive from Aegis Comics of Alaska. And we are
1: not wearing capes today, We are. I'm in a hoodie, because it is cold out.
0: Well, yeah, and you just got back from Peru.
1: I did, I did. That was definitely a weather change. <laughs> we'll, we'll,
0: we'll be talking we'll about that. that. We'll get into that. We'll get into backwards land. We'll definitely talk about that here in a sec. And before we get started... Uh, we gotta pay the rent, hmm. and we do that with our sponsor Popple. Oh, not today, because apparently uh, that thing's not uh, set up today. So,
1: well, I did kind of send you a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah, that's true. So, oh,
1: so Popple's really cool. If you were wondering, it's like a it's like a business card without being a business card. It's like a it's a what you call it?
0: Well, yeah, it is. It's a, a
1: thingamabob with a thingamajig. <laughs>
0: Oh my God! All right, and just like that, we lost our sponsorship. <laughs> now, uh, Popple, we've been telling you this whole time that it is the alternative to business cards. All you do is you download the app. It allows you to transfer what would normally be on a business card directly to somebody else's phone. You can use one of their keychains, one of their their little devices. Or you can just do it straight from a QR code that's created on the app on your phone. And what's awesome is that instead of having to pay to reprint cards every time you change your phone number, email, or something else, you just simply update it on the app and send it over to uh, your prospect. The other cool thing, aside from it being put on their phone directly, the really cool thing about it is that... um, You can put two profiles. So you can have a personal profile and your business profile. So uh, let's say... How many
1: profiles do you have? I have two. Oh.
0: (laughs) But in my case, what I do is I use the personal one as the comic book shop and the business one as the real estate one. Okay. And you basically just toggle between the two on the app and you're paying for one subscription, uh, which I, I think it's like... Two bucks a month or so—it's super cheap, cheaper than Hulu. Yeah, uh, absolutely. (laughs) And for what you spend on business cards printing, oh gosh, uh, it it pays for itself. Especially when you
1: have to get a new business card after you change one thing. Ugh. So remember, totally worth it. Remember,
0: guys, it is Popple. There's the link (laughs) in the description, and of course, you will receive twenty five percent off if you you use our link today. And you'll receive another 20% at checkout when you use HEROESAK. That is HEROESAK, all one word.
1: And I'm a cheap bitch, so I'm all about that discount code, (laughs) like 100%. (laughs) Like, I was raised by hippies. Like, if it ain't on sale, I'm not looking at it.
0: So go check it out. And if you ever have any questions about the stuff that we talk about, it's always in the description. And we also have a link to everything on our website at com. That is com.
1: We got things with the stuff on the website
0: well yeah we got links and of course (laughs) and if you go to our instagram our instagram also has uh what is referred to as a link tree you get on there and you can find links to everything from our swag to how to support the shop through patreon or just making purchases online from us or come to the shop we'd love that too yeah come hang out like we're cool we're hip we're cool Dick, uh, dick. No, stop or stop. Her. It. So uh, the other thing we want to let people know is we have uh, some new staff members at the shop. We hired. We are out.
1: so excited. This last like 10 days has been just, there's been a lot.
0: Yeah, we got uh, Alexis and Wanye. Uh, 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 Alexis is a uh, forestry firefighter that mm-hmm. uh, during the winter months is going to be helping us out. Yeah, And Wanye is a Army Reservist who uh, is coming to help us as well. And he'll be at J-Bear. Alexis will be hopping between the two shops, uh, Mm -hmm. Wasala and J-Bear. We're just super excited. Super
1: excited that that we have them on board. They're going to be really good additions to the shop. Just absolutely wonderful people. And, you know, if you are someone who frequents our shop, make sure if you see them, give them a warm hello and, you know, also give them a little bit of a hard time because it's what we do.
0: Oh, God. So, Comic-Con.
1: We got to talk about this.
0: So uh, you missed out on it, but for a valid reason, uh, the Peru trip that you did was planned, I think, over a year ago. It right? was,
1: yeah, it was just about a year ago when we started planning it.
0: And we'll, and we'll talk about that in We'll detail, get into that. But uh, our Comic-Con was super successful, thanks to all of you. Uh, we am had- so
1: sad that I missed it. I loved seeing the updates. I am so thankful that so many people tagged um, Aegis Comics Alaska in their posts. I was from South America, literally checking in, trying to get updates as I was in the middle of nowhere, Peru, trying to like walk into restaurants going, do you have Wi-Fi? So that I could get updates because I was so excited and I was so sad that I missed this.
0: Well, it uh, it was our most successful one yet. Um, last year, we had just under 500 people attend. This year, we had just under 800 people attend and that was at Everett's... Uh, Everett's Restaurant, also known as the Matsu Resort, here in Wasilla.
1: If you guys are within driving distance to Everett's, they have new management, uh, not new owners, new management, and Amber is legit. She runs a phenomenal operation there. She has wonderful staff, and honestly, guys, the last two or three times we've been there, the food has been on point.
0: Yeah, they have a uh, what they please did go for, check them out. What they did for Comic Con in particular, they did the uh, brunch special.
1: Ooh, they did like the they did yeah. a, a little bit of a modified menu specifically for Comic Con, if I remember correctly from what she was talking about. <clears throat> so that way, it was mm-hmm. stuff that they could get out quickly, things and that were affordable. easy to eat, affordable, yeah. because they are a little bit of a higher end restaurant. Like they're not like. They're they're not well, like they're right on the lake. They're or... right on the lake. It's a beautiful location. It has been my whole entire life. That's been just such a wonderful place. They're right there on the lake, but like they're a little bit of a higher end. It's like you're not going to McDonald's when you go there. You're definitely no. going to a nice restaurant where you're gonna sit down, have a really nice meal, and it is absolutely worth it. Be the backdrop is worth its weight in gold. I, I cannot sing enough praises about this place. Like, essentially this last summer, and especially after last year when they first hosted us, since then we've been back a couple of times. Every single time it's been wonderful.
0: You know, uh, we had, so just under 800 people showed up to the In con. two days. We had uh, two cosplay contests during that time mm-hmm. uh, with approximately 35 contestants each day oh we wow had an amateur contest on uh saturday and on sunday uh we had our professional uh right. players. and you know i'm not a negative a lesson learned okay uh on sunday as i told you uh, in the after the after brief because you were exhausted when you found when out because you got back uh
1: it was a long day yeah, of travel we'll get into sunday that sunday
0: and all that stuff but um there was a Republican Party rally for uh, 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 yes. uh, Kelly Chewbacca there. And how you uh, say her last name? Uh, that's how she says she pronounces oh. it. So uh, I got to meet her. Podcast. Very approachable. Her husband was uh, uh, very kind to us. Um, however, many of the supporters, once again, missed the shot, missed an opportunity. They showed up. Not all of them, because some of them were really cool. But, you know, your Republican Party in the Matsu Valley is traditionally old white guys. Okay? Yeah. And old white people is not or should not be the stereotypical face of the Republican Party, which is why you have so much disconnect right now. Right. You have this new generation. You had approximately 800 potential voters there the new generation that is going to be the next
1: voting leaders, class, the next yeah.
0: voting class, all there. And they were looked down upon. There was sly comments made to them by a lot of these old people. And shame on them because they're not seeing the big picture. They're not realizing, hey, you're 65, 70 years old. Some of you were 80 years old there. You don't have much left. Once you you pass, who's going to pick up the torch for you guys? Who's going to pick up that banner? Who are you mentoring? Right. To take over, right? And nobody.
1: And quite honestly what you were telling me is that they were looking down on like the cosplayers because of what their outfits on the surface may have looked like to them, not understanding a the character B the amount of time that goes into making those those costumes those cosplay uh, characters, or C just the creativity itself, and they didn't take any of that to into account, and they just judged on that initial visual. Which right. is horrible, especially for someone made who a,
0: it was a it was a tactical mistake. On it her, was, her, and, and especially for someone who's shots. done.
1: You know, I've done a couple of cosplay photo shoots mm-hmm. now. Like I know that if I I was running around Fred Myers, I would be like, well, you know, it's not like I'm just trying to pick up you know potatoes or anything. But it I would it, I would hope that someone would look at me and be like, oh wow, you put a lot of time and effort into what you wanted to portray instead of going well.
0: Absolutely missed shot right there. That's so you have sad. politicians that listen to this show right now, that listen to uh, this podcast, and thank you for listening. Yes, and I hope that you are taking notes. Missed, missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. You have some of the lowest turnouts for voting, Ugh, and it's because just dismal. you, your, your, the people, your inner circle that you are surrounding yourself with, is crapping on. Potential future generations of supporters for, you know, that political party, so to speak, to help the community be better. But instead, it's so one sided and such tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. You don't realize who you are crapping on. You looked at someone in the costume and didn't realize, for instance, the person who won the cosplay contest is one of the top performing real estate uh, realtors in this entire region. I'm pretty confident. Well, uh, well, for him to win that top spot, right? His uh, his earnings were over a million dollars, right. In terms of uh, sales revenue, 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 yeah. Okay,
1: for his real estate, not the cost uh, for real estate.
0: The politicians and the followers of the said politicians, the old white Republicans that were crapping on this guy and giving him the sly looks, that's a potential voter who also has the finances to help support.
1: I was going to say, let's call a spade a spade. If he was in a business suit... And he had the title on his on his name tag that said top earning or one of the top. Da-da. Y'all
0: would have been jock riding him like nobody's business, you trying literally to introduce him been to your daughter. Betting on yeah.
1: his ponies at the races, well, like yeah. 100%. Yeah. But instead, you judged him on the fact that he had, from what I saw in the pictures, a badass cosplay. That's
0: right. Well, that's why like, he won so first place.
1: many people. I've been at the shop this last week several times, and so many people have commented on what an amazing cosplay costume he had. And and that and I think that's I think that's the part that's really sad for me is um you know, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm gonna say it I'm middle aged. Mm-hmm. And it's sad for me that the generation that is ahead of me um, that is more uh, advanced and in aged, instead of looking at those other people, the younger generation, the next generation after mine, and the one after that, instead of going, wow, we really need to find a way to connect with those, they're just judging. And don't get me wrong, I'm a judgy McDudgerson. Let me mm-hmm. tell you, I was just in multiple airports throughout the whole entire South and North America. I'm a judgy McJudgerson, but I am never going to be the person who I might look at you and be like, "Well, oh, I've got some stuff." I'm never not going to talk to you. I'm never not going to be like, "Hey, you know what? Let's figure this out. Like, let's let's have a conversation." And they're not willing to do that. Instead, they're just going to pick up their nose and be like, oh,
0: "They're beneath missed me. opportunities," and that's man. really missed sad. That's really sad. You know, sad. The, the comic book industry. When you're looking at, for instance, like Marvel and DC. They're finally reading the memo. They they were slow. They were last on board to the game there or to the to the They were last on board to the train on that one. But they realized the old the old collectors, mm-hmm. the traditional collectors, 70s, 80s, 90s, they're all in their 40s, 50s, 60s. They are going to be moving on. At one point, they're not going to buy anymore. They've already stopped buying. Right. Newsflash. And they have to recruit the new generation, yeah. and the new generation, for years. The two top publishers in the world were not producing anything for new readers. Right. They just kept recycling the old stuff. Regurgitating, over and over yeah. Because they were, they were just. Uh, uh,
1: Appealing to that, appealing one, to that demographic. one
0: demographic, Yeah. and not not looking at the future. Mm-hmm. When you see uh, these shows, like, you know that Thor: Love and Thunder. I wasn't a fan of it. I wasn't a big fan of it. I don't think you were either. It's not a huge
1: fan, but it was entertaining. But I was happy we watched it at home and not the theater.
0: Yes, I want to say though, in their defense, although I think they missed the shot themselves in grabbing the whole community, I saw what they were doing yeah. there. Because kids would have enjoyed that movie. Oh
1: absolutely. The I next generation would have
0: would have jumped on it. You didn't have to really Well seeing the kids yeah, exactly. with the power of Thor, blah blah blah. Exactly. That was that was definitely pandering to the mm-hmm. to the new Exactly.
1: Viewers. It was it was it was enticing them to look at what might come next.
0: I think we need to understand that not every product that is coming from, for instance, Disney or DC is for us, our generation. Right. It's for the newer generation so that they can keep this thing going, keep this industry right. going.
1: Because newsflash, none of us make it out of here alive. I'm no. just, uh, just in case, uh, spoiler alert. Yeah. Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> none of us make it out of here alive. And so why would you, mm-hmm. why would you not want to find that connect that's one of the things i love so much about our back issue bins yeah our back like issue bins really bridges that gap from one generation to the next because a it might be a character the new generation recognizes but those ads and that storyline is the one that the previous generation knows and i love that about that is watching that that gap get closed and and for them to to find that commonality and i just i wish that that was something that was that would commute better into more areas of life not just back you bins at a comic shop you know, know what I mean does
0: that int- make sense? yeah, it does and you know it's interesting because uh, uh it's just facts I know for for sure if I decided to run for a political office up here, I would smoke all the old all the old politicians oh, yeah. I would smoke them with the new voters. Because the new voters First of speak all, a, dink, a different our ad campaigns language. would be hilarious. Our ad campaigns would be hilarious, and th- it would be affordable because it'd be all social media. Yep. Using uh, social media, half these politicians out there right now have no idea how to use their social media at all. No, they don't know. I mean, uh, we have more followers on our pages than some of these career. Uh, politicians, right, and it's because they're completely disconnected from this new generation. What was that completely? one
1: comedian? Where is like my mom calls it Facebook,
0: Facebook, Facebook. So enough about that. Other than so, let's go back should, to the positive part of Comic Con. You should. Sorry uh, sh- that
1: that political party <clears throat> missed the mark because you really you had an opportunity mark, man. to really connect with that generation of people. Who you could have
0: if- won over potentially, uh, uh, at least in the adult range, at least 700 potential voters right there. Yep, You and completely, you didn't even try to swing and a miss. You didn't even show up to bat on that one.
1: No, you just forfeited. You just forfeited. You just forfeited. I mean, look, I don't know nothing. I don't know a lot about that politician themselves, but damn. Like, that was just
0: really. Now, Kelly went out of her way to walk in there. But I don't think Kelly realized that the people that she surrounded surrounded herself herself with with. And isn't, ruined,
1: But isn't that, that just poetic, though? Because yeah. that's generally how it is with people. That's right. You could be potentially a wonderful leader, yeah. but who you surround yourself, I'm looking at you, DPS, uh, yeah. who you surround yourself with really sets the tone for oh, yeah. everyone else. 100%. And I think that especially the um, administration that you happen to have to go uh, be involved in within dps in the last few years is a very good example of that um you had one or two people in positions of authority that could have been good authoritative not authoritative but good leaders Mm -hmm. but instead because of the people they chose to surround themselves with i'm sorry y'all just are a bunch of pieces of shit
0: (laughs) Chill.
1: (laughs) Chill. But it's true.
0: Emotional damage.
1: Tell me I'm wrong.
0: I'm gonna get text
1: messages from friends that are gonna go hashtag truth.
0: Well, so Comic Con was super successful.
1: And thank you to everyone everyone that that showed up and, and supported the vendors, the um the sponsors. Everyone that had anything to do with helping us get to there, and especially because I was not there to help at all, I I am beyond thankful and blessed that that it went so well.
0: I feel that uh, one of the things we excelled in on that in this Comic Con was that we we did fewer vendors, which allowed those vendors to have more opportunity for sales. With less with that there was still healthy competition, right, but not an oversaturated market where it was essentially twenty four vendors sharing eight hundred customers right, so they even everyone though one left the winner,
1: even though most of the vendors I mean not even most almost all of the vendors had primarily for sale the same type of thing. No,
0: that's not true at all.
1: But I was going to say not but, true. No, no, no. With the with the theme of it being comic books or toys uh, or figurines well, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, that, but that's uh, what I meant. Like but the
0: the th- note. What I liked was that new two vendors. Uh, I'm going to disagree oh, with you. No two
1: vendors were the same. But I meant that there was there was. There was still a difference with the vendors, but at the same time, everyone was still there under the same theme, I guess is the the way I was trying to say it. it, Yeah,
0: it wasn't like this flea market where we had people selling beads and It wasn't the same thing at every single table. Yeah, Yeah, it
1: wasn't the same thing at every table, but it was still the same theme, so everyone got to go there knowing what the theme was.
0: Oh, okay. We can agree on that, that it was a pop culture theme that went with Comic-Con, and that's what is critical. And of course... Comic book sales, which is right. what puts the comic and Comic Con. You know, uh, uh, we didn't fill the halls with uh, C and D list uh, actors and actresses. We actually <laughs> what filled I was, it. Was what I was we filled of. it. We filled it with uh, actual comic book artists, with local artists, uh, fan artists, original artists that are. Uh, you better keep your eyes on them because these guys are going to blow up. Uh, Absolutely. And, um, you had stuff that. Related to the fan base that shows up to an event like that. Yeah. And that's a big win, right? Right. And uh, everybody supported everybody there uh, to the point that I even made a purchase. Did
1: yeah, you, it's, and, it's and, to uh, the left yeah, of you right here, now. Hold on. I,
0: I'm going to show you what I purchased. It, just a little thing. I'm a Star Wars fan, and He's I saw. A little. I saw this Star Wars themed item, on Sunday, the vendor put it out on his table, and I yelled at him, and I said, if that thing doesn't sell, it's mine. I'm going to buy it from you. And let me show you what I got, guys.
1: <clears throat> I got told, I'm not going to tell you what I bought. I'm just going to wait for you to get home to see it.
0: Just a little thing.
1: Just, just a little thing. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. It just takes up everything. <laughs> would you Would you like me to leave the room?
0: <laughs> this is the ultimate TIE fighter, guys. Let me see if I can uh, switch the I'm over here. Gear. It's cool. There it is right there. Look at this thing. Oh, yeah. You can't even get the whole thing in the camera. And... That's what she said. Uh, I wish she said that. But... <gasps> it even's got the little pilot in there Sounds
1: like you're gonna have to go down further
0: there we go got the pilot in there all detail got the little turret there oh yeah this thing oh yeah i I chased uh i chased uh loki with it uh the other day
1: for those who don't know that's our dog that's our
0: dog loki Yeah. yeah yeah
1: This is this is what I came home to, folks. Oh, yeah. Look
0: at this thing. Oh.
1: And there there's it's it's a lot.
0: It's a lot there. Here, let me go back to overview. Look at this thing. Oh yeah. Look at that.
1: You're very proud of yourself with that. Oh yeah.
0: yeah oh yeah. Look at that.
1: If you are unable to see the video, if you are just listening in, let me just explain this to you. It is a gigantic, probably two two feet across, chippy thing from Star Wars. Would you call ooh, it? Would you call it?
0: Emotional damage.
1: It's not an X-wing. <clears throat> it's it's a, a Tie Fighter. Tie Fighter. Oh.
0: A Tie Fighter. The
1: Tie Fighter. Oh, girl. so yeah. So if you didn't get to watch the video, if you are only listening,
0: if that's you what don't it is. know what a Tie Fighter is, it's a bunch of crap.
1: I knew what it was. I just could not remember the name. X Wing is the name of what the Jedi's fly, <clears throat> right? The
0: Rebellion. Uh, the The rebels fly. Yes. Which
1: are Jedi's?
0: Not all of them. A lot of them. The Jedi's have their own special. Uh, What are they called? It's the Jedi craft that they have. It's completely different. It looks almost like an A-wing. X-wing. It's an X-wing. Oh, God. Anyway. Help me, guys. Help me. So, I think that's what made... Comic-Con so appealing, so successful is because there was something for everybody with There was. That. And for a lot of people it was their first Comic-Con ever they attended.
1: And for the vendors it was a lot of vendors first time mm-hmm. and what I really loved and what I've really enjoyed um from multiple vendors since then is how much fun they had how much the vendors interacted with one another how everyone was was like like if someone had to like leave their post for a second the other guy was like "No, no no i got it i got it like it's cool like i i'll watch your stuff for you like that kind of stuff like that is what you hope for as an event coordinator as someone who is hosting the event that's what you want you don't want it to be um you know where you're um what is it uh refereeing between you know different vendors because one's like well he's three inches past the line or whatever like it wasn't like that at there all it was none of that they exactly all, which a is lot of awesome them, uh,
0: made, made new friends yeah, yeah and and really they were new.
1: all they all have had just we've had a couple of them come into mm-hmm. the shop since then um because i ran the shop the other day and they were just like man i had so much fun and i just i love hearing that
0: yeah the uh, um <clears throat> I love seeing the faces of the kids showing up there. We have a lot of uh, special needs kids that showed up and uh, a lot of kids with autism that showed up and uh, our deaf community showed up. It was awesome, man.
1: was our favorite was, awesome. was our favorite. Oh, yeah. There.
0: Oh, yeah. He was there. That's so awesome. So, uh, you know, big shout out to all our supporters, man. We can't do this without you guys. We the sponsors it. that
1: sponsored us this year, we yeah. had... A significant amount less of sponsors this year, which is cool. It happens. Like I get it. Not every year people are going to be able to sponsor things. Trust Mm -hmm. me, as a small business owner, I get a lot of people coming to ask us for sponsorship, and we can and cannot sometimes, so I totally get Mm -hmm. it. But for the sponsors that did sponsor us this year, thank you so much.
0: SoCal Comics, All Quality Homes, Matt Valley Credit Union, and uh, The the Awakenings Awakenings Coffee. Coffee Shop. And, of course, Everett's and for Everett's, yeah. allowing us to host the event there.
1: Everett's who put all yeah. of their faith in us without a guarantee of of any monetary return. I mean, they knew they were going to get some from us, but it was contingent on how many people show up. We could have had three people show up, and they would have been totally fine with just getting that, you know, what we had agreed with them. And I think that for a business to give us that opportunity to allow us that, you know, that leap of faith was just absolutely wonderful.
0: Well, the other thing that I I enjoyed was um, the real estate side.
1: Oh, that was so awesome that they showed up.
0: Well, I was able to use every penny from (laughs) our commissions to get this event going. Yep. You know, and uh, that's thanks to all the, the people out there listening that uh, have trusted me with those transactions. And my brokerage, Elite Real Estate Group, Palmer and Wasilla, showed up. That was and so supported awesome. supported the event, which Helped was you fantastic. with the raffle. Yeah, my transaction officer showed up. Uh, Corey Stanley, who represents multiple new builders, uh, he showed up. And uh, he's the one who... Got me into real estate in the yeah. first place. He's so, a fellow veteran. Yeah. Uh, my broker, uh, Tracy Berrickman, and uh, uh, Crystal Rogers, uh, they they both supported this thing uh, um by making sure that the brokerage knew about it. It was awesome, man. Uh, That's just wonderful. uh, Brianna and the rest of them, Kevin Green and his business uh, at the brokerage. You know, uh, these are all guys that have their own individual, you know, all the realtors are independent contractors that work under this uh, brokerage umbrella. And they showed up, they showed some love and I really appreciated. uh, Maria. Oh man, please forgive me for if I forget your name, but she's a, one of the instructors also at the Wasilla Brokerage, oh, nice. and she showed up with her husband and her kids. It was just,
1: it That's was awesome. so awesome. So,
0: anyway, uh, thank you again, Comic Con. We are going to have one next year. We're looking at tentative dates of October 14th and 15th of October 2023. We're the just trying to secure a venue. We're trying to secure a larger not venue.
1: Not that Everett's is not absolutely amazing, but this is our second year and we grew. Tw- at least 25%, if not more, in attendance. So we can only hope that we well, have almost, the same
0: almost, thing. Uh, over 45%, really. I mean.
1: We went from 500. 500- to we went almost like 550
0: 500. to uh almost 800 so that what's that 35 40% 40% I was
1: yeah well and and just with you know I said 25% to be on the conservative side yeah. you know that we had at least 25% growth between last year and this year we can only hope that we have the same amount of growth if not more next year that as much as we adore everett's and I really wish that we could always hold it there we just need something larger something that is on the same floor that we don't have you know some of the different challenges that we were met with that everyone handled like a champ that look at the end of the day if that's where we can do it that's where we're doing it
0: but we're still going to host events at everett oh yeah but the, the 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 larger comic con we've outgrown everett's at this point uh no, we are looking forward to seeing what they do updates-wise, which we did hear they
1: wanted to do some updates that would yeah, – we, poss- yeah, we can't talk about it. Yeah, we can't right. talk about it, which may possibly change it. I mean, obviously, it's not going to happen overnight, so, I mean, it would be a while. But, you know, again, that's just a, another thing about Everett's that is wonderful was how involved the owners and the managerial staff of Everett's was to see what a great event this was and for them to look – you know what, we are already kind of talking about maybe doing something in the future – Let's talk about it even more again. So, yeah. I think that that's really awesome. We'll, for end, us up in the doing, we'll,
0: we'll end up doing uh, uh, special events there for sure. Maybe, oh, cons, yeah. maybe some uh, uh, Christmas themed stuff. Some but, swaps uh, or yeah, something,
1: yeah. you know, something that is a little like a one day event type thing. But, but
0: we're definitely on the look lookout for a larger venue. Um, there's been a couple of things tossed up. Now, Raven Hall, we tried. Raven Hall is booked for the entire 2023 season, so we can't get into Raven Hall uh We've been told about the Menard. I have an email out to the uh, current uh, person who supervises the Menard. We'll see what happens. Um, Obviously,
1: my preference, you is know,
0: outside city limits is
1: well outside city limits. And then on top of that, I really and you know the fairgrounds is kind of like that midway, you know, between Palmer and Wasilla, You know, well that's in them.
0: city limits, but it's it in
1: city limits. But it's you know, it's it. It was kind of you know for me looking at like drive times and stuff like that. But look. If it's booked, it's booked. We're going to find somewhere. If someone happens to know of a phenomenal large space outside of Sunday limits that is not... Uh, something that can accommodate
0: that I to, a thousand people.
1: That can accommodate a thousand people without me selling a kidney. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let us know. Please reach out to us if you're someone that happens to have a venue of that that size somewhere where you know we can facilitate. You know, a comic con. We would love to start those conversations now because if we learned anything this year, it's that we're going to start planning now, yes, so that we can be ready for next year. And
0: you can reach out to us on our socials. Uh, you can DMs on. Uh, at Aegis Comics into Alaska, DMs. slide on to the DMs at Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, and uh, Twitter. Or uh, you can email us, and the contact uh, for our email is at our website, theagescomicsalaska.com. All right, moving on to our next segment, which was your Peru trip. Oh, goodness. So, um, <clears throat> Peru. First thing I want to do is show them the map of... Uh, you, you did the hike. Well, well actually, well, ex- explain. How did this trip come about? Uh, this trip came about
1: uh, one of my very best friends, uh, Becky, had a goal to um, hike to Machu Picchu by the time she turned 45. And her birthday was in March of this year, and she turned 45. Uh, originally, we had planned to go uh, before her birthday. However, due to peruvian law when it comes to people and passports and how long you have to have a passport yada yada, yada. we had to reschedule it for october um so uh, so of course murphy's law being murphy's law that got rescheduled last year and then the comic con the dates worked for everyone else but me um and I was gone. I was I was out of country while Comic Con went on. Um, so uh, my friends and I decided that um, you know we're not taking the typical girls trip. We're not going to an all inclusive resort. We're not going and doing all that other stuff. We are going to go rough it in the Andes Mountains on a trail that was forged over 500 years ago by the Incas, and uh, we were going to hike to Machu Picchu. It was a four day, three night hike. It uh, was roughly 30 plus miles in those four days. Our elevation started, I think we started at about eight 8,500 feet above sea level. We made it to just under 14,000 feet uh, above sea level uh, at the tallest point in Dead Woman's Pass. There was two mountain ranges, two mountain passes that we had to traverse on day two it was a very tough day, (laughs) um, especially with the elevation. Um, and, uh, and then we, we made it to Machu Picchu on day four and it was one of the most, um, humbling and enjoyable experiences I have ever got to do in my life. Um, I got to do it with an amazing group of ladies Uh, two people who I have known between the two of them for two decades. And um, I laughed so hard. I I thought I was going to pee my pants a couple of times. I also thought I was going to pass out a couple of times because I was exhausted.
0: Um, Didn't you have to take special supplements?
1: I did. I did. So uh, about a month before the trip started, I started taking vitamin supplements to help up my um oxygen levels within my own blood cells as they are there was a particular vitamin called uh, altitude boost uh, along with um i always say it wrong it's not chloroform because chloroform is what mm-hmm. you d- it's chlorophyll chlorophyll it's it's a dark green it's kind of like spirulina but it's a it's a more concentrated one that again it helps boost your cells um, so that you're able to hold oxygen better in your cells. Um, so I did those, and then I took a prescription <laughs> on top of all of that called Diamox, which also helps your body when it comes to altitude issues.
0: But uh, interesting. And side malaria. Fact, remember, uh, we uh, you had I think it was the day before you left. Uh, We had a carbonated drink and you can't taste carbonation.
1: It is the weirdest thing. Okay, so come to find out, Diamox, when you take it, um, it, uh, this is not going to be the right word, but it lessens your ability to feel carbonation because I opened up one of the LaCroix waters and I was like, oh, maybe this one's bad. And I had you take a drink and you were like, what are you talking about? It's fine. But it tasted flat to me. Like, I could have chugged the whole thing and right. not had the bubbles, like the bubble taste. And it was very, very odd that that was So it makes everything
0: taste flat. Car- everything carbonated tastes flat.
1: It did here, not there.
0: Oh, weird. Because when
1: weird. I was in Peru, I had... the uh, Sparkling water is a very big thing there, which was also a very big revelation to me that sparkling water was... Such a big thing, uh, but I could taste the bubbles there. I could not in the U.S. when I was here before I left. Wow! Yeah, it was it was it was wicked strange. Um, flying uh, flying to Peru was uh, that in of itself uh, a little bit of an adventure. Um, I flew to L.A. where I met up with uh, one of my best girlfriends, Virginia. Um, her and I had access to one of the first class lounges at LAX. Um, whereas that's where I did that one um, TikTok video mm-hmm. um, where her and I were having quite a bit of fun. Uh, we learned when you fly on LATAM Airlines and you book the premium economy seat, their seats lay all the way down.
0: So once again, we that- learned that the, the uh, airlines that service essentially third world countries...
1: Yo, they are so much
0: That their premium economy outperforms Alaska Airlines.
1: Delta American Airlines. Their first First class class. ain't shit.
0: It's not even on the same level.
1: No, I literally had my own little pod that had, like I had little um, nooks where I could put all my stuff. I got a little overnight bag. Uh Uh-huh. And it had slippers in it and a little eye mask. I had toothbrush, toothpaste, lotion, face wash. Um, I got given dinner, and then they like it even came with um, like a mattress pad that hooked on to like the the back of my seat, so I could have like an extra mattress pad. So when I laid my seat all the way down, and I had a pillow and a blankie, um, and it was wonderful. <laughs> Especially because I have a really messed up back from um, an injury from a from my childhood. Um, sitting like in the airplane seats for a long time really uh, aggravates my sciatic nerve. So being able to lay down was clutch.
0: That is awesome. And so, the
1: food was really good. So you it wasn't get, as good as our as our Bali food, but it was pretty close.
0: So you get there. And we are not wealthy by any means.
1: No, 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 no. The difference in the ticket from um, what I call cattle economy, which is where they pack you back there like cattle, um, it was round trip. It was a six hundred dollar difference. So to me, it was parting that out three hundred dollars each way to be able to be comfortable, rested, and all of those things. And I worked worth it. I worked a whole entire uh, extra, several extra shifts to to make that be something I could I could do. You know, um, this
0: is something you paid for all on your own, just working your tail off. And yeah, really worked several extra
1: weeks to to make this one a and, reality. Uh,
0: when we first met, you know, back in uh, two thousand seven, this is not something that you could have done physically.
1: No, 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 no. For those that that don't know, um, I was a hundred pounds heavier than I am right now back then, and I was incredibly out of shape. Um, mentally, I was not in a position to where I could have even attempted a feat like that because not only is it physically challenging to do a hike like that, is there's a very big mental component to it as well. And, um, you know, back then, I, I, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even, I would have just told everyone, I'll wait here at the Airbnb for you to get back.
0: Well, let me show, uh, let me show guys this video here, uh, and then you can explain to them uh, uh, what's going on here. At, at what portion of, of this hike, well, let me show them the image again. I had brought it up earlier. This is correct. Uh, is this the route essentially, or no?
1: Yes, that is essentially uh, the trail that we took.
0: That's the trail. Yes, it starts uh, in uh, um, We were just a,
1: outside of Oletey um which is a village uh, just outside um,
0: Cusco. Outside of
1: Cusco? Uh, it's like two hours from Cusco. Okay. Um, so tambo um, there's several other Inca ruins that are there. So we drove from Olete Tambo to the beginning of um, where the hike was. Um, and then you can kind of see how the trail goes up. There's that highest peak, which is the top of Dead Woman's Pass. And we went down, and then we had to go up another peak and then down. Um, so that was that was the, the trail Itself. Thankfully, day three and day four was less uh, straight up the whole entire day like day two was. Um, but it, it was and, and
0: we're going to be putting out a much longer video of, of your trip, a yeah. special video that we'll have on YouTube. Uh, but here's this video here. Uh, uh, this cell phone video here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is what you call group motivation. <laughs> So I am the one in the blue in the very back i was the I was pulling up the rear there was actually there 's a lady behind me which um, we did not know her, but it don 't matter. You still dance you still have a great time and cheer on everyone when you do a hike like that. Um, that was the final large staircase that we had to go up. Uh, Oh, so
0: that's the end.
1: That was near the end. That was on day four. Um, That was one of the final staircases that we had to traverse, uh, which was, of all, it was a very... It's hard to tell in that video, but that was a very steep staircase. I don't know if you could see in the very beginning of the video where I am literally bent over. Um, I had poles, but the poles were still not okay. I had to literally like bend forward and use my hands as we were climbing up because it was such a straight-up staircase. And these are stairs that, again, were built in the 1400s, 1500s by the Inca um, people, uh who who made the trail to Cusco or I'm sorry to Machu Picchu from Cusco and other areas. So um these are, are some old rocks that have been <laughs> stepped on for a long time. So it was um it had rained earlier in the day so it was slick. So we had to be very careful. Um hey, and let me show
0: here, let yeah. me show them this uh video here. What are we looking at here?
1: So that is Machu Picchu. Um, This was after we had entered into Machu Picchu. That was towards... um, It was about two-thirds of the way down, um, kind of from like the main area. And I wanted to just get like a good aerial view of what it was like just standing on some of the platforms. And when you see... And something that I did not realize until I went and did this and I learned so much more about how incredibly smart the Inca people were, like these people... I can see why people say that there's aliens because the the stuff that they figured out all of those years ago is just mind blowing to me today. So like when you look at that video you see there's like just line after line after line. It looks like rows of no, kinda looks like stairs here. almost, but they're not. Like once we if you're if you're not watching this and you can't see the video, I'm sorry, but like you see how there's all those rows that go up. Yeah. That is where they planted food. Um oh right that's, there. Yep. They that's, would plant food there. They would plant food in those. So those were essentially like rows of, of food. And so they learned as they 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 have fifteen hundred varieties of potatoes there. They have also over a thousand varieties of corn. Um, and they learned in the different rows with different soil and different things, how different ones would grow in better areas because they are so high above sea level because there is less oxygen, because they have different nutrients in different parts of their areas that they would need to, you know, modify that. And that was how they had their food was in those rows um, like that, Um it's it's harder to see. Can you see it in this video? I don't know if you can see. Um, no, it's not in this video. You can't really see like how the rocks. Um, really, I wonder if
0: it's the first video, there. If not, uh, uh, I think we have some photos too.
1: So it's it's. <laughs> kind of... Girl knows how to shake her booty. Love you. Um, so one of the really amazing things for me that I learned, um,
0: and that's, this is all slick rock. Oh,
1: very slick rock. And if you can kind of see, like if you're, if you are watching the video, like if you can see where I am, I I'm five foot eight. Um, and I, and my friend is standing at the top of this rock and, and it's just essentially like, you can kind of see like the trees just, it just goes straight down. Like it is just a straight up staircase that we had to go through and we are above the clouds because the clouds are below us as you can see um it was um i was humbling very humbling it was um it was one of those things that like as you're going through it you're like am i really doing this and then you like get to the top and you're like hell yeah i just did that um but, yeah, learning, like, for, here's a random fun fact. All the doorways that you see when you're, like, looking at Machu Picchu and you're looking at the different ruins that the Incas, um, that they built back then, um, their doorways are trapezoids. Why, might you say, would they have a trapezoid? That seems odd. Everywhere we have them now, they're rectangles. theirs it is. I was like, trapezoid.
0: The,
1: uh, I was like, I don't know if he's going to be able to bring it up on the screen. He might. Yeah,
0: he should be able to hear. And then I'll
1: show the photo there. Right there. So, this is an Ole Tambo. It's not in Machu Picchu, but again, built by the same people. Um, their, their doorways a trapezoids because the trapezoid can absorb an earthquake better than a rectangle. It oh, can wow. handle the shaking. And if you look, this picture is actually a really good example. If you look at how those rocks are lit there's there's no gap between them at all see how like the very top of this picture the rocks are just kind of like piled on top of each other but the ones underneath it they are literally side by side that the ones on top are later built the ones that are right next to each other those were were built by the incas they learned how to cut those rocks so precisely that they would fit next to one another with no gaps, so there would be no need for like mud or anything to help hold them together. Oh wow. And how they did that was is that they would chisel holes into the rock where they needed it. They would take wood splinters, put them in the hole, and then fill it with water so the wood would expand, which would allow them to precision cut because that wood has expanded the rock and it is created to where they were able to make those precise cuts. Like, okay, aliens, 100% aliens. 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 Like, it's just, it's amazing to me. I'm standing in this doorway from hundreds of years ago like it's nothing and it's still just absolutely, you know, standing there, no big deal. So, um, it... Um, so, in Peru fun fact where we were the uv index uh was extreme so i burnt to a crisp on day two um,
0: what were you telling me it's like a normal uv index could be normal uv say- in
1: so like it goes from like one to ten or one to twelve and like in america we're anywhere from like two to three wow we were at like 12. It was like over what the like level should be like what the what the extreme is like we were over that. Um, That picture that you're showing right now I'm pretty sure is part of the staircase of day two in Dead Woman's Pass which was a very intense staircase uh, or mountain pass. Um, but yeah, so the UV index there was, uh, very extreme. Also being a small town girl from Alaska, uh, one of the first things that I did check is yes, the water does swirl the opposite way in the toilets because you're below the equator in South America.
0: Wow. Let me see this one here. This is a video here.
1: Oh, I think it's just a very short video as we were at the top. So that is the very top of Dead Woman's Pass. It was, it had hailed on us just before that rained in every direction and we still made it to the top. Um, that was just under, it was 13,850, I believe, Uh thousand feet above sea level. Um, so that was one of those things. It was very interesting, even though I had uh, prepared, I'd been going to the gym. If anyone follows me on social media, I make fun of the gym because I don't like it. Um, (laughs) but, uh,
0: necessary evil it
1: is a necessary evil but even though i i prepared for the gym it was one of those things like you would just walk for a few minutes and you were already winded um because it was just a very uh just being in especially for alaska where we live we're we're damn near at sea level so it right, was a right. very um it was a very large difference um between the two so um we've got this one here what's this one so that is um, an overlook of Sacred Valley. Sacred Valley is the area that we were in. Excuse Where me. Where
0: the Airbnb was?
1: Yeah. So we stayed in Urabamba, which is a, a province of Sacred Valley, which is, um, so it was Urabamba. And then you can see to the left of Urabamba is Ole Tetambo.
0: And then La Bamba. Da, La Bamba. Dan,
1: dan. Um, so Olay Tambo um, is the village that we were at that went just before the start of the trail. And then you can see the way the trail is. It goes up to Machu Picchu. Um, and that was just the area that, that we and stayed almost, in. I and
0: mean, this was the start of the whole thing right here. Yes,
1: it was. Oh,
0: whoa, whoa. Yeah, let me fix that here.
1: So that is the start of the Inca Trail um that is the girls that i originally started hiking with we adopted one other on the trail um there was a group of 16 of us that started in our group um 14 of us were able to complete the hike two people um sadly had some uh um health issues health issues with the altitude And weren't able to. And weren't able to complete. They actually had to turn back after day one. Um, But we adopted uh, Lucia, who is from Brazil. She is a forever homie. Um, She hiked with us the rest of the hike. And there was uh, the other two people that had to turn back. Um, Here's how my group operates. I am very lucky that I um, am surrounded by people who, no matter the situation, we always lift each other up. And our motto no matter who we're hiking with or what we're doing is no man left behind. All of us that have been hiking together, we've all been the last one to make it to the top. We've all been the one who showed up after everybody else. And we, we'd be damned if that was going to happen on this hike. So the two individuals that were having um, issues on day one, all of us were just like, all right, cool. We're hanging back here with you. Um, even though it meant that we got into camp after dark, even though it meant that, you know, we took longer. It just meant that I got to enjoy the scenery longer. It meant that I got to meet some really amazing people. And look, the way we operate is no man left behind. And it ended up forging a new friendship with people. It ended up just, um, it ended up being just a wonderful experience. And I'm hoping that other people who happened to be there that day got to see what a little bit of kindness does and what it what it can do for others. Because
0: you have people from California there, from Australia.
1: Britain, uh, Britain. Uh, South Africa.
0: Wow.
1: Uh, Brazil. did uh, you make a
0: friend from uh, California also? I did. Yeah. I
1: did. An educator um, from California, Lisa. She's absolutely a wonderful lady who is coming up to Alaska next year for solstice. Oh, Nice. so guess who's going hiking with us
0: <laughs> so here you're getting some uh war paint put on we uh, did get war paint so uh
1: i don't remember the name of the um it's a uh what is the right word um so there is a uh, it's not a virus it's a bacteria that grows on the cactus that kills the cactus and when you look at them they just look like these little white nodules mm-hmm. uh but once you crush them in your hand they turn into this dark red liquid which is now is a big uh i got a llama <laughs> uh which is which is interesting because i got a llama tattoo while i was there um but they um they had uh, that particular, it's not a bacteria It's not even the right word. I can't remember the name that they used. Um, they, they're using it for like makeup because now it's being an all natural way to dye, um, cosmetics for lipstick. That's one of the things that they use when they, um, dye the alpaca, uh, yarn and things like that. That's how they do it naturally. And, um, and so he offered to do war paint on us if we wanted war paint as we started our hike, and of course, we said yes. Wow! <laughs> because who doesn't get war paint when you're on the Inca Trail? Wow! So, um, yeah, it was it was pretty awesome.
0: And then uh, your porters carried all your bags, right? the heavy bags.
1: So right? the porters carry so one of the really uh, one of the reasons why we chose the company that we chose, um, they are uh, a very um, employee orientated company from what we can see on the surface. Um, in Peru.
0: So they put employees first.
1: Yes. So in Peru. Oh, wow. imagine that. I know, right? Weird. So uh, years ago, there used to be no regulations on how much the porters could carry. And it was expected for them to carry um, up to 50 kilos, Mm. which I don't do math, but that's over 100 pounds. And now the regulation is they are not allowed to carry more than 25 kilos, no matter what. Um, So for us, they carried... um, Uh, So my day pack, I would have just like what I needed that day, my water, an extra like layer of clothing, my rain jacket, my hiking poles, you know, things like that. Um, The bag that I that they carried for me had my sleeping bag, had my air mattress, had my change of clothes for the next day, you know, those types of things. And they carried those for us. And when we got to camp every day, our tents were set up. Our bags were waiting for us in our tent. We had a, they were cooking for us. They fed us. They gave us, they even had little bathroom tents set up. Um, and they did, they like carried, like, you know, like when you're on like a fishing boat and they have like those little like portable toilets on the fishing boats. Right. That was essentially what they, they hiked they up hiked the mountain. the mountain with them. And um here I am you know bitching about my pack that's got probably you know 10 12 pounds in it and these people have 25 kilos and they're
0: in the picture I showed was a, a lady carrying
1: yeah and there there are uh, female porters and if um, it wasn't in that particular picture but in certain other pictures you'll see a lot of the porters who are um uh, oh I cannot think of the the name that they use uh, but they have Inca descent they do that hike in sandals
0: with not an issue.
1: Not an... Oh, and they passed us all the time because they do it and they are in far better shape than I am. Um And they would be carrying these... And junk, older. And older. Massively older. There was one dude, we nicknamed him Mr. Miyagi because he looked like Mr. Miyagi. And uh he would literally just like fly by us. And he would say in... um Spanish not in Spanish it was it was Inca. in the in the Inca language he would say fly fly come on let's fly and oh, we and wow. I can't think of it off the top of my head right now but he would say fly fly come on let's fly
0: wow. when he
1: would go by us um, and he went very fast
0: uh, where's this at this image here
1: dun, dun, dun. so this was the state I believe that this was, um, day three. Um, we had already traversed Dead Woman's Pass. We were about a day away from Machu Picchu and we're looking back at Sacred Valley and we're looking back at the river that we had, um, followed along, um, and crossed over a couple of times. Um, And that just kind of, like, looked over the path of which we had come from.
0: And then here's uh, the staff here.
1: Yeah, he was cooking us dinner, uh, which the chef nailed it every meal, every single time. It was absolutely amazing. Um, Breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. Those people... They were on top of it.
0: Um, Here's a night photo here.
1: So we meant to do the photo during the day, but it was super rainy that morning. So we did it that night. That is um, us with the chef, the whole group that hiked in my hike with our porters. Wow. Yeah, it was.
0: Uh, <laughs> I laugh because here, this is typical you. This is oh, that, that's uh, oh, somebody. Uh, this oh. is, uh, one of your your team members Yes. Uh, Not looking like they're having the time of their life, right? And then the very next photo... Let me see if I find it here. Where is it at here? No. I had just looked at it. Where is it at here?
1: No, it's at the other end, I think.
0: I was laughing. I was like, geez, this is Amy all day. Let me see here. I'll find it. I was was just laughing.
1: Oh, it's the ones that are to the left just a little bit more keep going almost
0: oh there it is there there you are <laughs> then here's you
1: so then there's me we all know I can be professional all the time <laughs> all, every day no um that was day four I believe we were on our way to Picchu, and so at this point I'm probably delirious and without oxygen
0: oh because this is the, like, essentially the last day right
1: yeah that was uh i believe that was the end of the the trail that was like one of the last check-ins on the trail wow. um and again you can see i've got um uh, my pack i've got the little green cover on the back of my pack which is like a little ring cover um it was uh yeah it was you know it's it's really hard to put into words uh, an experience like this um that was that w- those were the ladies that we adopted into our group that's all three of them wow. um two of which did not complete the hike with us but does not mean that they're not forever homies um we um to to do something like this that' that's something that is outside your comfort zone something that I never thought I would be able to physically do it and is then Machu
0: Picchu, the top that
1: is Machu Picchu Wow. And you can see the mountain in the background on this photo. Um, that's another hike that you could have done on top of Machu Picchu. Like you could go like speed through Machu Picchu and then go do like another one, which is like just a whole bunch of other stairs. And I'm so glad we passed on that. Oh, my gosh. I was done. Do you win? Done. Um, so one of the really neat things about Machu Picchu is there are llamas that just uh, free-range weather. And you'll just be sitting there on the on the little like area and, and a alamo just go right by you just look at you you know and, and joke all the time like careful they spit <laughs> wow. um
0: i think yeah there was a photo uh, they had donkeys up there too i see
1: yeah they had donkeys that um that pack would go animals, yeah. that that would pack that were not part of our group um our group didn't use any animals they only used porters they didn't actually have any animals but what was really cool about a lot of these animals is none of them like that donkey technically has a halter on do you see anyone holding on to a rope nope it's just going up the trail it knows what its job is the person was like 50 feet behind it
0: it just knows the trail
1: it knows the trail it knows what it needs to do like it just that was that was one of the most incredible things to me um there was also An incredible amount of smaller dogs in Peru, and there were several dogs that would go with like the different groups that were like packing stuff. Like these small dogs with like little legs, and all I could think about was that old movie um, "All Dogs Go to Heaven" with the dog short legs, short legs.
0: (laughs) This is the coolest sign.
1: So that is towards actually the beginning of the trail. Wow. Um, and it was one of the ones I wanted a picture of the most. Take
0: Uh, only memories leave only footprints.
1: And again one of the reasons I we chose the company that we have they're called the Green Machine because they are so big in recycling and making sure that nothing is left behind from us that we only left footprints that we always cleaned Whoa. up after ourselves and they they Man. hiked out all the garbage. Like nothing got left behind.
0: Yeah, here's that whole team. Yeah, there's right?
1: the squad of porters right there. Mr. Miyagi's in there somewhere. Um it was um if anyone is even remotely considering doing something like this, the only thing I can tell you is go do it. Um, I'm, I'm almost 40 years old and I got to do this before I turn 40 and 10 out of 10, I would do it again. 10 out of 10, I would do this hike again. Um, don't get me wrong. Day two was a total bitch. Uh, I was exhausted. I, uh, I think the shortest amount of steps I had on my, um, my uh, Fitbit okay. watch was, uh, I think that that was like 25,000 every other day was like 30 to 40,000. Wow. Uh, highly recommend it. Highly recommend going outside your comfort zone. Highly recommend challenging yourself and, um, also, you know, travel with people who do nothing but lift you up and make you laugh, um. We'll also, you know, just be there for one another. And, you know, just like our group was with, oh, yeah, there's the random llamas just walking around. Just like the way our group was, no man left behind. Like, I think that that should, I think that should should be in in so many different walks of life, not just a hike. And I think that in this day and age, that is such a almost... uh, lost upon trait a lot of people are just like me 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 you know looking out for me I'm number one don't get me wrong you do you boo do what you got to do but I couldn't imagine being in a better place with better people than than who I was with and the fact that we got to constantly lift people up and have them be a part of our group and support one another encourage one another and, and just help each other get through, you know, a physically and mentally challenging four days. It was absolutely incredible. We had such a fun time. Um, I made memories that I will, I am quite sure I will be in a nursing home one day, and I will still remember, you know, memories from, from this trip and this hike. And I'm very thankful for my girlfriend for having a absolutely crazy idea for your 45th birthday but uh we all agreed you know onward and upwards to the next girl's adventure we're we're definitely don't get me wrong if someone wanted to suggest an all-inclusive resort for one of your birthdays I'm not gonna say no (laughs) but I'm always down to to go do some crazy adventure uh like this one and this one was absolutely worth it
0: that is so awesome i really applaud you honey i am so proud of you you have no idea i'm like i'm like a proud peacock
1: i'm a peacock you gotta let me fly gotta let me fly and you did you let me fly to peru and go do this crazy adventure with my girlfriends and you supported me through the whole thing and i thank you and i gotta take some cool pictures on the top of machu picchu wearing my agents gear so oh that was one of the other really cool things super side note we were in Cusco. Uh, um, for anyone that has seen the Emperor's New Groove cartoon, yes, we were in Cusco. The poison to kill Cusco. Um, <laughs> Virginia was wearing her Hatcher's Pass. Uh, she did a H- Hatcher's Pass marathon. Hatcher's Pass is a uh, place here in Alaska. And as we were walking by in uh, sexy woman, which if you say it really fast sounds like sexy woman, it was this particular ruin area, and we were doing a tour and uh this person stopped her and they were like uh hatcher pass like in alaska and virginia looked at her and she was like yeah they were from palmer wow so here we are in the middle of no well it wasn't the middle of nowhere where we are in Cuzco, peru south america and we ran into some people at Fred Meyer or some people in Cusco and so I joked with them. I was like, All right, we'll I'll see you at Fred Myers <laughs> and we all got a good laugh out of that one. Um, because that awesome. yeah, we all realized that we were from the same town. How how random is that? Like it Alaska, I swear, Alaska is the biggest, smallest state in the union because you will run into an Alaskan in the most random places and like find like I guarantee that person, that couple, there's no way we didn't have mutual friends.
0: Which is funny. That's why, you know, uh, the stuff that we've talked about in past episodes, it's so critical that I hope these guys are learning their lesson. Don't be a jackass up here. Yeah,
1: don't be a douchebag.
0: Don't be a douchebag. Don't be a douchebag. Too- the state may be big on the map.
1: But, yo, I can be in Cusco, Peru at an Inca ruin and run into someone from Palmer. Yep. And the fact that, you know, I had my Aegis shirt on that day, but you couldn't see it because my jacket was tied around my waist, so you couldn't see that it said uh-huh. Alaska on it. But the fact that Virginia had her shirt on, you know, and we ran into, you know, another person from our ta- our town, which, what, Palmer's got, what, 12,000? Not even 12,000. No, Palmer, city of Palmer is small. City of Palmer yeah. only has probably like three to 5,000, but like the pa- mm-hmm. Palmer proper probably has, I would say, like twelve. Right. Um that's not that much.
0: No, it isn't.
1: And the fact that we were there. Like mm-hmm. like how how incredible is that? I just think it is uh it is pretty incredible.
0: And for me, you are always a sexy woman.
1: Yeah. Saxai woman. <laughs> that's uh, that side, huh? Yeah, that that's the sign. That is the ruin that we were in when we ran into the person from Palmer. Um At
0: the sex woman.
1: Saxai woman. Oh and
0: they're showing the ruins right there. And do you see
1: how it's a trapezoid? Yes. Yeah. So I just I think that that is just it, there's no way to really fully describe. Like that's a really cool that like if you want to show that picture like as you're walking along and you just see these massive you know rock formations where they had multiple things like and that was the other thing is you could tell um royalty and religious compared to like high ranking people political to like the workers you could see the difference in how the rocks were formed because like the poorer people couldn't afford to like get those rocks you know to do all the precision stuff so they couldn't have everything like as as tight together. So
0: you could see the class system in the construction.
1: In the construction. Wow. And the other thing that they did all the time, so uh, the puma, the snake, and the llama are are three very um, religious symbols for the Inca people. And um, I have pictures I'm I'll have to show you. Um, I think I got to get them from Becky. Um, where we were at, at Sex Eye Woman, um, within... Not only did they build these massive beautiful structures, the rock f- there are pictures of a puma's foot. There is a picture of a llama the way they did the rock. So it is the outline wow. of a llama or a puma's foot. And like the fact that they could do this all of those years ago still blows my mind. I I just am I'm I'm so just like bubbling and I'm not I'm not properly explaining it which I feel really guilty I really wish you guys could just have seen it the way I saw it. Like I just was this small town girl who grew up in a town of 500 people in Alaska to be in this area and to learn and to go on a trip and to be able to learn all of those things was just incredible. I had, I just had the best time and I thank you for supporting me on doing that trip because it was my heart and my soul just completely overflowing, just absolutely overflowing.
0: Well, and my legs are sore yeah well like i said I i i couldn't be any prouder uh of you and uh you guys definitely represented the state well
1: and if anyone that is listening to this has any questions if you are even considering machu picchu or going to peru uh i double as a travel agent uh i love helping people plan travel and i am actually pretty damn good at it uh so hit me up i would be more than happy to help or you know any other travel that you want to do just let me know and i can totally help you with it
0: because i love doing it you you guys were definitely great ambassadors of our state down there um i'm sure that we tried to represent alaska uh, well i'm sure that group is still talking about the crazy alaskan girls that were helping people and just
1: emphasis on the crazy yeah emphasis on the crazy
0: well that's true guys thank you so much for listening uh, i know this this is not our
1: normal episode but we did want to catch everybody up on what we've been up to and why uh we have not released as consistently as normal um i thank you guys for always being a part of our podcast and our little dream here and
0: uh we'll have another episode uh next week
1: we'll be here make good choices
0: all right take care You just listened to the Aegis Comics of Alaska's podcast. Don't forget, new episodes drop every week. For more info about Alaska's comic book shop, visit www.agescomicsalaska.com.